Welcome, friends, back to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you grow closer to God, deepen your friendship with God. It wasn't perfect, but I know. you did a pretty good job. I got the chance to do the intro. And just asked you, do you have the intro? St- you feel good? Stuck the landing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're a show a designed to help you deepen your friendship with God. There we go. So we are in um, part four this week of our series. Yep. Talking about the relationship uh, principles of God using Pastor Tom's book. Holla. <laughs> wow, you're the first person to use that since 2009. <laughs> Uh, week one, nothing. Uh, so, so uh, in our first week um, on this, we talked about nothing is more important than relationships. Week two, love as Jesus loves you. Uh, that was action oriented, talking about uh, how love is patient, love is kind, uh, love is not proud, love is not selfish, and um, don't give up. Love perseveres. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then week three, last week we talked about. Uh, communicate from your heart. So we talked a lot about uh, the power of words and how words stem from your heart and how words can affect your heart. Absolutely. Um, so this week, we are talking about um, ju- as you judge, you will be judged. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dig into that theme verse. It goes like this. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. says, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First get rid of the log in your own eye, and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Now, this is among the most misunderstood and misinterpreted passages in the most misapplied. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Th- this one is just wrecked all the time. People just don't know how to handle this passage. And I, I love that Pastor Tom speaks to this in the book. And we're going to be digging into that a little bit today. You want to talk to us about what Jesus yeah. really meant? So so you've heard this passage before, I'm sure. I'm sure you've heard the saying before about the speck in your eye, or speck in the friend's eye, log in your own. And you've maybe thought, what did Jesus mean? Well, that's what we're hitting on right now. <laughs> what did even Jesus expressed it that what boisterously? Did, what did Jesus what mean? What is up with that? Exactly. Yeah, it makes me think of Seinfeld. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're um, on page one ninety-seven in uh, Pastor Tom's book. Uh, there's a great quote that's going to be a big chunk of what we're talking about today. Pastor Tom says, "If these words of Jesus are going to have any impact on our lives, we must reject the attractive yet cowardly and false interpretation of what he is saying." The cowardly approach to being non-judgmental says, you live your life and I'll live mine. I won't say anything about your life and you won't say anything about mine. Sounds good, doesn't it? We'd all like to avoid the unpleasantness of confronting problems in a relationship or in a friend's life. Even more, we don't like it when others confront the things we don't want to change in our own lives. Not being judgmental doesn't mean you can't be discerning. Nor does it mean you can't say it is right to do one thing and wrong to do another. If if this were so, it would be ridiculous for Jesus to to tell us to not judge, because that statement would itself be judgmental. Yeah. (laughs) So, what we're getting at here, Jesus is not commanding us to ignore 
the wrongdoings of others. Yeah. And so many people, I think, apply this passage and say, uh, that means that you mind your own business <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Um, but, but again, Jesus is not saying to ignore wrongdoing. He's not saying to not make a judgment in your head of what is of something that is right or wrong. Yeah. It doesn't mean throw out your entire concept of morality and what's right and what's wrong. It doesn't mean that you ignore the teachings of the Bible on this, that, or the other issue. It, it means something completely different from that, yeah. which we're going to dig into. It, one thing we can be sure of, though, is that Jesus is not telling us that it's okay to turn a blind eye to, to evil or to wrongdoing, yeah. things that are being done that are simply not right. Christians are commanded to, to, uh, to support and to uphold what's right, but they're also commanded to oppose what is wrong. We know that that's just a part of the Christian life, upholding what's good and opposing what's wrong. Protesting evil is a really important duty or job for every believer. Jesus himself did that. He upheld God's moral law when he lived. And that sometimes meant that he had to push back on the behavior or the attitudes of other people. And we actually know from the New Testament writings, Paul reinforces this a lot, and all the apostles reinforce the idea that we have an especially important responsibility as believers to to help keep fellow believers accountable. So we're, we are meant to look out for each other. We are meant to push back on each other when we're straying down dangerous uh, lines of thought or uh, starting to, to dabble in dangerous behaviors or, you know, that kind of stuff. We are meant to look out for each other. We can't abdicate that role. Yeah, there is right and wrong in this world. Yeah. And a lot of the times, the people who, who use this passage are, are basically saying, well... What you think is right or wrong is different from what I think is right or wrong. Right. So, you know, don't judge me because of, of, of your belief in what's right and wrong versus mine. Right. But what we're told is that there is right or wrong, and it's in the Bible. It's, it's, it's what Jesus teaches. And so we're supposed to make a call, you know, say like, hey, actually, that's, you know, that's wrong right. in, in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> right. Yeah, Tom has a great quote. It's on page 20, excuse me, 221. It says, the alternative to judgment is not tolerance. It is mercy. So he's saying that the, the opposite of judgment is not to just say that everything's okay, there's no such thing as what's right or what's wrong, just whatever, it's a free-for-all, but rather to show mercy. We'll talk more about the mercy idea as we get further along. But this yeah. is an important distinction. I think it's very insightful on his part. Oh, it's a huge point. And, and, and so what we're talking about is Jesus is commanding us to do three things out of this passage, right? First is don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, so, so don't say one thing and do another, right? So how can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Yeah. What he's talking about is, 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 don't, is, don't put, is don't make others rise to a standard that you yourself don't meet. It's, yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of the heart behind this is, is, is thinking that you are, you know, on a different plane than another person or whatever yeah. and saying that, oh, like, I'm okay, but you, you know, hey, yeah. I, I've seen that thing, yeah. you know, but so so in, in not being a hypocrite, it's recognizing, hey, I'm not perfect either, mm -hmm. but, you know, but let's talk about this, you know, together. And, mm -hmm. and you brought up the point uh, earlier about accountability. And so that's a huge, 
that's a huge avenue to have like accountability partners or or mentors or people that you let speak into your life yeah. is um is being open to hearing from others and then and then you being open to talk to them too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Jesus, th- this hypocrisy idea is kind of what this whole passage revolves around. Jesus does not say in this passage, I mean, if we look back at the passage, he doesn't <laughs> say, don't judge others or be judicious toward others. Yeah. What he's saying is, first, get rid of the log in your eye, and then you'll see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So he's saying there's just a sequence to this. Yeah. It's, it's not as though we cannot address what's wrong in each other's lives. That is, uh, that is, a, that is a partnership between people and between believers especially. Totally. We're not told that it's okay to just forget about that. He's saying, just don't do that before you make sure you assess yourself first. Yeah. It has to begin with you. And I think what Jesus is really saying here about, about judging others is that um, it's one thing to judge behaviors, but sometimes we, we jump to the conclusion of judging the human being and judging the motives of the heart, and we, we then go beyond what we're capable of and what we're actually asked to do, because yeah. we know that only the Lord can see the heart. So we sometimes jump to conclusions about people, and that's the level of judgment that Christians should not stray into. But when it comes to just, you know, someone doing something that's destructive to themselves or that is just just plain wrong, um, there's a responsibility for believers to step up. Yeah, and recognizing that you do things that are wrong. Like, I, th- I think, you know, it's not being so proud to think, oh, I... You know, I, I, I am sinless, so, you right. know, and just going around pointing out other people's, it's saying, hey, I mess up too, you yeah. know, I I know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to see that one come up even more in the in a, a couple points from now. But the second one I want to talk about is, is uh, so first we said don't be a hypocrite. Second is live with integrity. These, this is what Jesus is commanding us to do, which of course integrity just means that you judge yourself first and that you're willing to change before you demand change from somebody else. Integrity is the opposite of hypocrisy. So integrity means that you are the same throughout, externally and internally, that you are, you're consistent across. Um, whereas hypocrisy says, I am one thing on the surface and something else underneath. Uh, and this is what Jesus is speaking out against. Again, like we talked about last week, Jesus is focused on, on the, the content and the condition of people's hearts. And this is where the hypocrisy thing comes in, where you can have a polished exterior and a, f- and a filthy or evil interior. Integrity means you bring those two things into alignment. Yeah. So you can actually have integrity by being just as bad on the outside as you are on the inside. That's integrity in a sense yeah. because it's equality or it's a, it's, a, it's a cohesiveness between what's on the outside and what's on the inside. So integrity is just meaning we're the same throughout. So judge yourself first and... Um, First, take that humble posture of of assessing yourself before you decide or presume to know what others should do or or you know make some claim on someone else's life and behavior. Yeah, um, and then the third command that Jesus um, has told us to do is to show mercy to everyone, give others the same understanding, grace, and forgiveness that God has given to you. Um, right, and this one. Is uh, is especially important for for, uh, for longtime Christians because it can be it, it can be so easy to get to this point where it's just you know where you take it for granted almost mm. um, just how much God has forgiven you and continues to forgive you like yeah. uh, every day you mess up in some way yeah I, I know I, I know I do but but I know it, as. as if if you've been a Christian for a long time, it can be easy to just not think about that kind of stuff. Instead, all you see are the sins of others, 
Um, and then you just, for you know, you, you don't think about God's grace and God's mercy, and you get to a place where you just immediately pass judgment on others. Yeah. And what this is saying is, is, is if you're going to live with integrity, which is what we just talked about, is you have to be able to, you know, admit, I mess up. I still mess up. I've been a Christian for so many years, and I still yeah. mess up every day. I still need and rely on God's mercy and God's grace yeah. and His faithfulness and His forgiveness and all of the attributes of God that we talked about in previous episodes. Mm. Um, and 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 when we change our focus and fix our eyes on what God has done for us, then that will naturally flow into how we relate to other people. Yeah, I think that's if we take our eyes off of God and we just focus on on the world and what we see around us, then you're only going to see you know things a certain way. But when you right. focus on God. How he relates to you is going to be, you know, is going to influence greatly how you relate to others. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking about um, how we've got to remember how much God has forgiven us, I think one problem that we have if we've been believers for a long time is that we we kind of lose touch with our flaws over time, and we tend to become desensitized to our own sins and our own imperfections. Yeah, um, and it's kind of like you know when there's like a something smelly in your house and you s- lose your sure. ability to smell yeah. it, you know? And I think for some of us Christians, we we may calcify over time and we don't, we lose our ability to really notice the things that are wrong in our hearts. And that's, that's the Pharisaic attitude where you f- begin to look at yourself as being just fine and perfect and everybody else seems like you know, dirt bags by comparison. And that's a that's a big problem. It's a really ugly place for a Christian's heart to to get into. And it's a it's a it's a problem of memory where we forget that God has forgiven us for a lot. And we also forget to respect other people on their stage of development. Yeah. You know, like we sometimes I think Christians will sometimes judge people who aren't Christians as if they were. They measure them mm-hmm. by the wrong standard and therefore they they falsely or I think I think inappropriately expect people who aren't Christians to behave Christianly. Yeah. And I think we have to we have to remember that without Christ, um, that that people are lost. And and so we can't expect people to behave according to our moral standard, and I shouldn't say our moral standard, but by God's moral mm-hmm. standard, if they're in a broken relationship with him still. That's never so we ought to have we ought to have show a lot of grace toward people like that because we don't know what their internal life is quite like and we don't know what journey they're on. Only God can see that stuff. But also when we look at fellow believers, you know, like it's easy for a, a more mature or older believer to look at a younger believer and be like, what's, you know, what's this young punk doing, you know, doing this or that? Um, but I think we have to remember, you know, when I was at that stage of development or when I was at that age, I did a lot of foolish things too. And I need to be able to back up and have some perspective on where other people are. And I th- think this command not to judge, as, as I kind of alluded to earlier, is rooted in our judgment of, we we can't make the leap from judging the external to ju- to using the external to judge the internal. Mm-hmm. And that is a, like, that's where we've talked on the show before about the wretched machine idea. Yeah. Like C.S. Lewis says, this is why we're not to judge, because we don't know what the internal life is for other people. You may see somebody who seems like they're just, they got it all wrong, but you don't know what they're up against. You don't know what they're, you may not know what their internal life is. You may not know what kind of um, temptation they're under, 
we you may not know the kind of like it, it could even go as far as like the de- demonic oppression somebody could be under it could be um, the way they grew up, uh, all the stuff they've been through. There's just so, people are so complicated, and we have a tendency to make people one-dimensional, simplify them down, and just, you know, and just pass judgment, right? And just slap a label on people. But Jesus reminds us that there is a lot going on there, and that we need to, well, we need to show mercy, which is what we're going to be moving into next. Yeah. Um, when in doubt talk with the person <laughs> yeah uh like just have a conversation and say hey i was just i was just wondering about this because you don't want to rush to judgment either like you don't want to you know assume something worse than it than it really is yeah and you don't want to you know make something up and you certainly then don't want to lead to gossip about it mm-hmm. uh, about something that you may have misunderstood yeah um so, so if we're t- in this series is on relationships, probably the most relational thing that you can do in regarding this a topic of of judgment is to talk with the other person about it yeah. and just yeah, you gain know some perspective. Yeah, and just be and just be open about it and say you know and just say I don't I don't know I'm just curious I'm yeah. just want to you know ask you about this and try to get at the truth rather than making assumptions in a vacuum. Exactly. Yeah, I heard a. Um, a speaker at a camp one time actually talk about this passage, and I thought what he said was really was really smart. Cause he 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 kind of split his words carefully, and one what he was telling this is actually to students. He was speaking to high school students. He said he said be judicious, but don't be judgmental, and those are two different things. So, being judicious means you operate with wisdom and you um, you see things as they really are and react appropriately to things as they are, whereas being judgmental is when you jump to conclusions, you conclude things that can't necessarily be concluded from what you see on the exterior. And so I thought that was an interesting break. Jesus is not saying don't be judicious or be foolhardy and, and just, like, not care, yeah. but at the same time, don't jump to conclusions that aren't appropriate for what for, for, the real, for real circumstances. Yeah, and... And you know, and again, what we're talking about is is healthy relationships and having you know, so keeping that at the forefront of of wanting to you know put value and and an impact in these relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. So so you don't want to just write somebody off or attach a label to some you know to a person yeah. instead it's just it's 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 trying to invest in that relationship mm. and yeah yeah that's good all right you want to take us into number three uh we were already there oh were we yeah oh yeah my bad <laughs> so yes show mercy to everyone live with integrity and don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, Colossians three twelve through fourteen. This is a this is a really important passage, and it's from this passage that we're going to pull all the doables for this episode, which we'll get to in just a moment. It says, "Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, speaking to believers, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all." Clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Mm. So from that, let's talk some doables. Uh, first, not first, but we're going to get through a list of things here coming from uh, Colossians chapter 3, but uh, I want you to stop first and foremost and just reflect. Is there someone in your life 
who's been hurt by your judgmental attitude, who you've been just passing judgment on, been uh, maybe making them feel crummy for, for, you know, the things that they're doing or the way that they're thinking about things. Um, this can happen really easily for parents toward kids. So maybe it's with kids. Maybe it's with some extended family member that you have a strained relationship with. But who's been hurt by your judgmental attitude, by your lack of mercy, your lack of, of tenderness? Uh, let's, this week, decide to infuse that relationship with a little bit of these things which are outlined in Colossians 3, 12 uh, through 14. How about a little bit of mercy? Just show them some mercy. Remember that God has forgiven you. Show them some kindness. So apply some kindness to that relationship. Some humility. So recognizing that you're imperfect, recognizing that, um, that you're not necessarily better off than they are. With gentleness, uh, with patience. Gentleness, by the way, going back to that one, is ext- you know, go back to the communication uh, <laughs> episode for that because this is all about tact and how to approach things. You might be making a good point but be doing it in the wrong way. That doesn't actually promote unity or, or you know, reconciliation. Uh, patience, of course, and forgiveness. So mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and forgiveness. A little bit of that can go a really, really, really long way. When in doubt, just try a little tenderness. <laughs> yeah, tenderness, incidentally, was not on the list. Well, it's kind of like gentleness. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll go with that. I'll give you that. I, yeah, again, like... I, I, I hope our heart for this is coming across, and our hope and our heart for uh, healthy relationships, yeah. um, and thinking about everything that we've been talking about um, through the lens of these relationship principles of Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah, that's our that's our heart. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back again next week with another relationship principle of Jesus. We'll see you next time. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows, your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.